Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, I'm Flint Dilly, and you're listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast. I mean, it's really Knowing is Half the Battle, and I, I don't know why they put this pod. We didn't have podcasts in the 80s. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. But anyway, they, that's what you're listening to. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe And welcome back to Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show. We are talking about an episode today called Sink the Montana, and it's very exciting. What are you doing? What's that? I'm working on my mic skills. You were shimmying. You I, were I get excited. You were dancing like you were like you were doing the cabbage patch. <laughs> But you were sitting down. He's taking a lead from Hillary. He sat down just like Hillary. He shimmied like Hillary. I he assume, is not. I assume at some point she did the cabbage patch. He has not earned the Hillary shimmy. <laughs> what? You, sir, do not. You have not spent thirty years of public service. You have not. Uh, I feel uh, like I have pushed for <laughs> single payer health care. Well, I you pushed not... for it just on a Facebook wall. It doesn't. Not quite the same as what oh, okay, she Okay, well, that's basically the same thing. It's basically it's it, It's basically right? what Hillary's done, yeah. So you we're... haven't unfriended all of your racist friends that I have to see <sighs> continuously in your feed. Sorry. Sorry for that. I like hearing other opinions, even if they're wrong. My name is Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. You seem so defeated, both of you, right now. Like my energy will carry us through this. <laughs> not up to par I, episode I of say, Joe. This was a boring episode for me. I did not really. I started watching this um, this episode last night. I, it's a twenty one and a half minute episode. I got halfway through and I was like, I, I got to take a break. Yeah, I paused it several times. Several times. Uh, I watched this this morning in yes. a rush. Because I didn't have time, yes. had other places to get to, <laughs> so I had to watch it all at once. And it was, uh, you know what? Honestly, oh, you're not the it. worst thing in the world. Really? Okay. I don't say the worst thing in the world. I just didn't need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the psychology of the thing didn't make any sense whatsoever. No, it did not. Uh, like there were so many things that were just patently absurd about it. But for some reason, I I was kind of into it. Okay. Is it because you saw an alternate universe where this was the plot of Speed? Because that's what I kept oh, thinking throughout okay. the whole thing. Like if this, like, if, if the Constitution goes below fifty-five knots an hour, it's gonna explode. I'm telling you, it's got it's got an old guy mad that he's been forced to retire. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm into it. 
uh, it's got a high speed boat ta- chase. Granted, that was speed, speed two. Speed two, yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, a, a lot control. of elements. I mean, mostly just the one element. You know what I think it might be? Is this poor dude is fucked. There is just absolutely like, like he's put in a bad situation. He makes the bad situation worse. The worst possible outcome of that situation occurs, and it's still he's still basically where he would have been in the first place. Except not uh, a, he's yeah. not a criminal in the first case. He's this, not going to prison. This he, sort of starts out uh, like it had potential because it started out, and I was like, ooh, like Admiral Adama in Battlestar Galactica. Right. Yep. And so I, what I wanted to see was like, oh, all of the other battleships that have been updated start killing their crew. Oh, and then they, yeah, it's, and there's it? the old ship that is. Yeah, the old ship has I mean, to technically, save them. that is what happens, <laughs> is they get a super old ship. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I guess uh, you're right. So Admiral Adama was on that other ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I, I just I just feel like uh, um, that dude got a straight up raw deal. Well, you could see his character progression through the episode. Oh. He's in a place of desperation. It ends mm-hmm. real dark. Guys. And it shows <laughs> it ends really dark. It shows the reasons why he's yeah. so attached to this thing and, you know. It makes sense. The, the narrative structure of this episode is pretty good. Mm-hmm. All things considered, but it's it's one of those that like it appeals to people who are like salty sea veterans, mm-hmm. and me and Gina are not that, but apparently Chan uh, speak for yourself. Hey, I took a I took a sailing <laughs> class when I was twelve years that old. That explains it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That explains it all right there. Uh, well, we open with like a huge amount of exposition right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, we learn that the Montana is the largest battleship of the entire world, and it's about to be decommissioned. Yeah, I'm telling you, Battlestar Galactica. That's what happens. First five minutes of Battlestar Galactica and this matchup exactly. So you could say right now, Battlestar Galactica new version is ripped off of Sync the Montana episode of G.I. Joe. Yep. No, and, and also the first season of Battlestar Galactica, which came yep. well before this <laughs> series did. So maybe this doesn't hold a lot of water. That's, yep. <laughs> the ship's being decommissioned and put into mothballs, basically. No, they keep saying like they're going to cut it apart, but it seems like there's other ships that have been decommissioned, like that go not, to museums. Yeah, not getting cut apart. It's, the, the battleship. Yeah. I can say. Right well, now, I mean, what it seems, it, yes. what it sounds like is that uh, again, like it's unnecessary. Like you don't have to cut this thing up and turn not it into scrap bit. metal for Adding Christ's sake. Insult to injury. There's an entire fleet of decommissioned ships that are just sitting in that harbor. That's my point. Why is that one got to get torn up? Yeah. It's like they're saying, "Fuck you, uh, Lattimore." Specifically, "Fuck you," and "Fuck your history." Fuck everything yeah. about this. Uh, we don't like you specifically. You know what I would do if I were this guy? I would I would hold up my farts for so long. Oh, my God. And I would fart. I should have guessed it would be fart related. Yeah. <laughs> I would fart in every closed room and every <laughs> space on this ship so that when they start to cut it apart, the smell that comes out of it is so unholy that they decide they have to stop cutting and it has to be like like never touched. Sort of like how they don't exhume any graves from from the time of the Black Plague because they're they're terrified it would be unleashed on the world again. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So they would be afraid of cutting apart a, a hatch of the Montana yeah. because Latimer's <laughs> farts might be permeated. Yes. I'm just going to pretend like the last two <laughs> minutes makes sense. of this episode did not happen. And I'm going to cut in here with some information about the writer, David Karen. Uh, oh, that's right. We didn't talk about the writer. Yeah. Uh, you would recognize him from such episodes as Battle for the Train of Gold. Okay, excellent. The Viper is coming. Hey, the that's Great a good Alaska one. Land Rush. Oh, okay. uh, that was, uh, that was right. Honest Gurky. It is Sink the Montana <laughs> oh, yeah. and also Raise the Flag. So I guess maybe. Uh, He's got a nautical uh, theme. He'll have an episode where uh, a, a ship is brought up from the. Well, the flag is the season. aircraft carrier. 
uh-huh. the USS flag. Well, apparently so it's going to go down. Uh, otherwise, it would, raise it. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't need an episode to raise it. Uh, he also uh, wrote episodes of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, uh, nice. Almost, uh, cool. Tech War, Diagnosis, Murder. The dude's a total package. Dude's legit. Mm-hmm. We like David Karen. Uh, how about Polly being sexist? What's up with that? I mean, we're, I wrote that we're two minutes in, and we've already got ageism and sexism because someone's bunch of a dark fighter. <laughs> Explain yourself, Gina. Gina, this is your bird. Defend that. I mean, I mean, Polly's allowed to make those jokes because he's a super feminist. Oh, is that right? Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Uh, are you sure Polly's not just green knighting this whole thing? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> terrible! All I know is two uh, minutes in, ageist comment, sexist comment. Yeah, well, mm. shipwreck. I mean, shipwreck is getting a little misty eyed too. He's like, I have great respect for the Montana as a ship. Yeah. It's a shame that, like, why although he does, into he floating, does. Yeah. I think he does kind of want to fuck that ship. Oh, and that's he, wants, he wants to crawl. <laughs> Look at the lines on her, like a lady. Like he just want to get up and rub all over it, and just maybe. Put your dick into one of the holes. Yeah. One of the portholes. I really wanted like wetsuit or something to be like, shipwreck, you know, you have a restraining order. You're not allowed within 500 feet of that ship. You know what happened last time. That's what this I This is wanted. a good shipwreck episode, though. Uh, it is a good shipwreck episode. Well, uh, why don't they just turn it into like a floating museum mm-hmm. of like nautical stuff or mm-hmm. like it's a giant. Like the, the Queen biggest... Mary. They could have Halloween on that ship. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's, it's the lo- literally the largest battleship in the world. Yeah. You can do something out of it. And maybe, and this is my little brain working, maybe Admiral Latimer could be like, uh, uh, he doesn't have to leave the ship. He can like. He's like a tour guy. He could do tours on the ship. Oh, sure. I feel like he, that's more demeaning. I don't think so because he's old i feel like that's like in speed when they give him the gold retirement watch yeah i mean but also i don't agree with that (laughs) i just think like he loves the ship he wants to be on the ship he's got so many memories tied to the ship yeah he he gets constant all sorts of cool stories and you know one time my 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 plane went down or whatever and then the the ship saved me and it was Mm -hmm. over this railing you can see in the water below Mm -hmm. we've concocted an animatronic me drowning (laughs) and you can like there's so many cool things you could do and i just feel like uh, as a as a retirement package mm. to let him stay on the ship and teach the history of it is like the best thing you could do. Yeah, uh, this is this is the problem with uh, the '80s military mentality is they uh, they don't think outside the box. No, it's all about practical. Thing. We have to. It's the biggest ship, so it's the most crap we can cut off of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's wrong. I mean, Chan, thirty years from now, you're going to be doing tours of this podcast studio. Oh, definitely. In retirement, <laughs> and then people will be like, "No, we need to cut this up and turn it into." Chad, people uh, live here. This by the is way, someone else's apartment. By the way, at that point, I will have farted into every corner of this podcasting room. Jesus Christ, you almost like, made Ray spray water I almost, I almost all went. over the equipment, my equipment. <laughs> and this will be one of those stories you tell 30 years from now as you're giving the tour. <laughs> yes. Uh, just when, to be clear, are we on Cobra's side for this episode? I think we are. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is the beginning of the end. I'm always on Cobra's side. <laughs> And Admiral Latimer, he's kind of an asshole, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, calling people the harpies of the shore. Damn. Yeah, he's also the one that made the ageist comment, right? Well, he's the one getting ageist out. Oh yeah. So, but then Cobra decides to attack right now, and they're like, "Oh, they're, they're attacking the Montana for no good reason." And then mm-hmm. Hawks like, "No, they're attacking everything around the Montana mm-hmm. and the grandstands and all that. That's weird, right?" By the uh, way, go on. Yes. No, go ahead. I was gonna say at once they once they board the ship. Yes. There's a very sad moment where they where all the bats get shot and one bat like sadly and desperately reaches out his arm 
And it has a very end of Terminator 2 <laughs> oh, geez, vibe oh, to it. So now Terminator 2 is ripped off for this episode <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, we got Battlestar Galactica, we got Speed. Speed. We got Terminator I was just about 2. to say that uh, this is the first episode where I thought, like, you know what? These bats actually make sense. Uh, up do. until this point, they've been kind of junky and... Like, they will explode or not explode as the plot demands. Uh-huh. They will either um, murder people, like one can kill five Joes, or mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter can dispatch 50 with no problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, seeing them walk underwater and then climb up the anchor and then get on yeah. the like, oh, yeah, that's, a, like, a, a completely new kind of deployment, and it, like, makes use of the actual uh, uh, bats as opposed to, you know, Why is sort this of better than them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's also, a, watching them walk underwater and climb the ropes and the riggings of the ship, uh, I'm just assuming somewhere down the line someone's going to spill a glass of water on a bat and cause it to self-destruct. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just assume that whatever the plot needs in that moment. Yeah, then they're going to be the aliens from Signs. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thank God that girl had 50,000 glasses of water <laughs> around the apartment, and her dad enabled it. Yeah, he tried to put a stop to it at some point, I think. But then he was like, eh, she's crazy. There's nothing I can do. We live on a farm. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Where is she going to go? Where am I going to go? What is life? I even buy this many classes. I hope aliens attack. (laughs) Well, to be fair, though, you get enough of those Flintstones glasses from the gas station back in the day. That's true. I frequently, I go through my glass collection like once a year and get rid of like half of them. Because I'm like, how did I get this many? When did I go to medieval times? (laughs) (laughs) Why do I keep taking glasses for pla- places that offer me free glasses? <laughs> I will always take a free glasses for the answer. I will take a free glass. So I'm sa- I'm telling you, go back and look at the sadness in the eyes of the bat <laughs> that reaches out as mm. he realizes he's dying. Wow, mm. it's really now I'm depressed. I mean, you got to go back. You got to go home and watch it. Just that thirty second clip. I'm right? into it. Well, there's a great uh, Hawk versus Destro back and forth that happens, and Admiral Latimer says, "Actually, I'm on Cobra's side. They reached mm-hmm. out to me, and I'm totally on board for this." Because, as he says, anything is better than retirement. Yeah. Anything. Anything. I like that he seems to have tried no other options first. Like, it was like, oh, right. you're going to retire and we're going to, oh, okay, well, I'm going to join Cobra. Well, uh, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he's exhausted his options. Like, what else? He feels like a desperate man in this episode. That's right. for sure. Like, he's been offered a desk job, but he wants to be out. But he's, it is a little ageism because they're basically like, you can't be a leader of another ship you're old i mean you probably can't have you seen like like how many how many times have you been like oh crap that car almost hit me drive up next to him old person <laughs> every single time Ooh, yeah uh, that's a good point you don't want that guy behind the wheel yeah especially behind the wheel of the largest battleship he's probably like not signaling not using his blinker in the seas he's he's probably going going 30 miles an hour in the fast speedboat lane 30 knots an hour 30 knots an hour in the fast speedboat lane with his right blinker on the whole time and i think we learned yes i think we learned <laughs> I a lot those are about called him turrets though. gina don't also, about that. Turrets. also at some point he probably drove right through uh, uh the farmer's market in the middle of the ocean oh no wow. Wow. SpongeBob, no. Atlant- Atlantis is. <laughs> yeah. Shane, uh, can you pull me a sound clip right here? Because he has one quote that's the saddest thing. And I think we learn everything we know why Latimer's able to be turned into Cobra pretty easily. Uh, it's because he says, he talks about his only friend that he has. Mm-hmm. His social life is terrible. Hawk, I've only got one friend, the Montana. And I'm not letting them cut her out. And it's just like, dude, he doesn't have family. He doesn't have any friends. He's literally given his life to this ship. Yep. And so this is why sad old tour tour guide is the best thing this guy could do. Exactly. And and uh, obviously the army was like, we don't care. 
We, no, we've they, used. They don't give a shit. We're done with you. We've used you up. We're gonna we're gonna throw the uh, ship on the scrap heap. You two, uh, we would cut you up into parts if we could. <laughs> we would literally, it's not legal, but we would. We would put you in the in the rations. I gotta say though, I have I have less sympathy for him because it's like, why don't you have friends? You're probably an unpleasant old coot. Without question, he's racist. He's well. No. Uh, he maybe he's maybe he's even got unpleasant. a couple kids, but he was just like, uh, my wife is the my, my the sea is, is my wife. Yeah. I don't have my, and her children are my children. The dolphins are my kids, and his kids are like, Dad, please, like please, we have serious please problems. Come home, but just come home. You're uh, missing our entire life, and he's like, Nope. His kids are probably in their forties, though. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, no, this dude is an admiral. He has had to give everything. To be the commander of this ship, he probably doesn't have any family back at home. And who's he going to hang out with, like other ship captains? But that's kind of it. There's I mean, this can... is all his choice. He chose to no. live his life like yeah. this. Well, decisions yeah, got saying. him here for yeah. sure. But now he's in a situation where this is it. That's all he got. Also, two lines coming up make me hate Hawk so much. Oh no, his line delivery mm-hmm. on two lines. Oh yeah. Can we also mention though he sort of de- he may not. I don't know if he has friends, but he definitely has acquaintances because Hawk is all about George. Yeah, hey, George, my buddy George. That's yeah. one of the Won't things you? Hawk says. He screams help, and then I just wanted to punch him. <laughs> hold on, hold on, because I specifically marked this one off. That, that is was weak. That the is weak. weakest hell. I know that. And then also when he says George, no, a couple seconds later, I was like, oh, hawk, hawk. He, he reaches out to George Latimer like a million times in this episode, and sounds more and more pathetic every single yeah. time he does. George, no. Yeah. I don't know why, but those two lines, I want to just be right next to him and just punch. <laughs> Just Hulk punch him? Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, I've not been a fan of General Hawk thus far. He's been too buttoned down and just kind of a, uh, a, a dick. Uh, yeah, so agree, agree. The fact that he is being a little more personal, uh, I give him points for actually having other facets to his personality. Well, yeah, okay, okay. But Everybody also, likes and respects Hawk. He is supposed to be like the dad of the operation, but I ultimate respect came for me when Sergeant Slaughter was like, you're running too, Hawk, and he just starts laughing. He's like, okay, yeah, you know sure. what? You're right. And he does the thing. I, I got respect for him. He's probably a 50-year-old man, you know, uh, doing that. So, I mean, good on you. Okay. Uh, and okay. I know that the, the Montana is the largest battleship in the world, but there's a, there's a moment when the Cobra hydrofoil mores uh, pull up alongside of it, and they are this big. They are so small when compared to the gigantic size. And I think that it's sort of like that He-Man episode with the monster who keeps changing sizes oh, based yeah. on the moment. Uh-huh. The ship seems to get bigger and smaller <laughs> through the episode just kind of based on the perspective. But there's just a shot in there, and you'll see it at home, that it's the biggest goddamn thing ever. Galactus is not as big as this ship mm-hmm. in comparison to this hydrofoil. Um, that just, uh, it brought me joy. And then, uh, Latimer keeps, he says like over and over again, he keeps being like, I'm with Cobra now. Like he's trying to convince himself that this is something that's happening. He mm-hmm. really strikes me as a guy who keeps saying it. Like when a person's just like, you know, no man, Trump is my candidate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you keep saying it. Like you, you're trying to convince yourself mm-hmm. that it's true, you know? And, and, and so just over and over again, like who, who is he trying to convince at this point? You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's got to convince himself. Although once, uh, I mean, part of the reason is because he doesn't have a uniform yet. Like once That's he true. gets the Cobra uniform, oh, well, okay. then. Although, okay. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about uh, the Cobra uniform? Uh, oh, I do. I was definitely <laughs> going to bring it up because I was I was waiting for it, uh, and then when it showed up, I was like, "Well, I honestly kind of expected something a little flashier." I mean, a Cobra Admiral. 
I mean, here's the thing. What I want to know is why does like we've seen Serpentor very little, <laughs> and fifty percent of what I know is he cares a lot about fashion. Yes, he does because mm-hmm. like he immediately has his garb ready to go. Then the next time we saw him, it was different and flashier. And then the first thing, the guys, like I have a message for you from Serpentor. Here, wear this, <laughs> and it's just very like. Oh, why does Serpentor care so much about fashion? I just want to know. Like, you, you know what that outfit reminded me of? It's like one of Cobra Commander's like hand me downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also made me wonder though, which historical monster cared a lot about fashion that is is supplying this part of his DNA? I figure oh, like Louis the Sixteenth is probably one of the <laughs> he's, DNAs he's in, in there. there. You guys, yeah. you don't know this, Geronimo. <laughs> Big into fashion. Yeah, I feel mm. like is it like Genghis Khan is like, oh my god. There's like so Genghis many. Khan be like, fur. <laughs> what kind of just fur? Just kill a thing, take its skin, and then wear that. We're yeah. done. What? Why Maybe Alexander the Great. I feel like he. Oh, he, probably, he was big into fashion. Yeah, he probably sure. and drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you didn't know, no. Um, yeah, just wear the outfit. He's just being a dick about it. He just doesn't even really. He's like, ah, yeah. I don't even know. They say blow up the other mothball thing. So here we go. Like, if you kill, follow this train of logic. If you blow up all the other ships, better chance that yours is the museum. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, I right? feel like they are starting him off hard. Like they, like can't they ease him into this destruction? No. I think that they should have let him get comfortable with Cobra for like uh, a month, get to know them. And no, then be Destro. Like, all right, now we're gonna Destro do knows this isn't a long term. This thing. is. I was about to say this is a short term plan. <laughs> like, Destro knows this thing's not gonna. He be knows he's gonna out. have to bail. Uh, before too long, so it's just get <laughs> maximum damage. GTFO. You just yeah, you see Destro in the episode. True. He keeps looking over. Like my my trouble bubble's still there, right? <laughs> just making sure it's still there. Cool. We're ready. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. I mean, he Destro prepared for this. He created an EMP somehow. Yeah, it's uh, called the. Hold on, I got it written down here it's somewhere. The something modulator. Oh, the pulse, pulse modulator. modulator. There you go. And I just have written down here, Chan, how does that work as the resident science jerk of the episode? <sighs> well, you see, uh, <laughs> it modulates pulses. Excellent. Okay, thank you. I, th- I believe <laughs> we've had all the explanation. Basically, it means that missiles will blow up if they're within two miles of it, but only if they're being shot at it. They won't blow up in their cargo bays because they didn't. <laughs> And mm-hmm. the the other vehicles just stop working like an EMP bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so electronic devices don't work. And if the missile's being shot at the Montana, it will also just blow up. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the weaponry on the Montana is just fine. Oh, yes. The, the Montana <laughs> itself, no problem. It's got a little bubble around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did notice when Destro is loading it, right here in my notes, I'm like, why is he putting it right in front of the main guns? <laughs> Literally on the deck in range. If the gun goes slightly too low, it will destroy. And as it turns out, that becomes a plot point later on in yeah, the episode. Yeah, or hey, I put it under, you know. Put it put in it, the ship. Yeah, yeah. Where it isn't just like right on top and easily or destroyed. Just put it in the middle of the shit. I don't know. Just somewhere not right in front of the main hull guns. Mm-hmm. It would be my suggestion. Hawk tries to call again. Nope. Not yeah. getting through. And so we get the title of the episode. How many episodes of G.I. Joe have we had where we actually say the name of the episode in the episode? Not nearly enough. I don't remember anybody ever saying, there's no place like Springfield. Part two. All units sink the Montana. There we go. We have a title, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I want it to be in every episode. Do you want to say the name of the episode so in I every episode? Go, ooh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they would have done that with Friends. <laughs> where like Ross just turns to Rachel and is like, the one where. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Ross and Rachel make out. I don't know. Is that a title of an episode? Probably. Probably. They were all no. called The One Where, though, right? That was the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure I get my friends right. I've only ever seen one episode of Friends, and it was the finale. Oof. Not a good one. I was invited to a Friends finale party, and I never watched Friends. And I was told, oh, it's totally like a bunch of dudes and their girlfriends, and we're all going to have a thing. It'll be co... That is a weird description for Friends. Ye- no, 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 no. It was the party. The party was a bunch oh, of dudes okay. and their girlfriends yeah. meeting okay. up together to watch the finale. And so yeah. there will be other dudes there for you to talk to, Ray. And at this party, there were ten women and... Ray? And Ray. Oh. No other dudes You know party. at least nine of those women were like, who is this creepy guy? Mm-hmm. Why is just this, just why nine, is this, Gina. Why is this creepy guy? Yeah. I'm assuming that it, the tenth was your friend who invited you. It was my girlfriend at the time, But didn't yes. tell anyone else. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a terrible. It's a, I hope I'm, this is why you broke up with her. It, it had to end. <laughs> After that friends party, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, they uh, they attack. There's a big attack on the, uh, the 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 Montana. We're gonna sink the Montana. Pulse waves visibly go out, so we mm-hmm. know what's going on, and everything stops working. And shipwreck even has like the uh, the press engine uh, engine on button that doesn't oh, work. Yeah. So that shipwreck's out of ideas. Immediately gives up. But luckily, he comes up with an even better plan later, which is to dress like a pirate. Well, hold on. We'll, we'll get there well, yeah, when we, we get have... there, Gina. That is a half hour of discussion by itself. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm just uh, saying, don't pretend like he didn't contribute for the rest of the episode. Oh, no. The, this is an A-plus shipwreck episode, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Hawk asks for volunteers for a very off-the-books mission. Every Joe steps forward. Sure. That's kind of the nature of G.I. Joe. I just wanted to see, like, just, like, Tripwire... Or just like one of the other Joes be like the one guy who doesn't step in. Yeah. Forward. I'd be like, what do we do if we don't have to do that? Like, do we go back to the barracks and get extra food? Yeah. Like, we're still getting paid the same, right? Right. I mean, I don't. You literally asked me to do something like illegal. <laughs> I, it really is no disrespect if I don't volunteer for this mission. Yeah. yeah. But no, and I appreciate that Barbecue was there and Barbecue stepped forward like, you might need a fireman on the USS Constitution. I feel like at least one of those guys was like, I wasn't paying attention. I should just step forward, I guess. He just saw everybody else stepping forward. He's like, oh, me too. What are, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and there's where they, I put the all caps there, Snake Eyes, because I just realized, like, wait a minute. Yeah. We haven't seen Snake Eyes in ever. Yeah. yeah. He's only been in a, a handful of episodes, a handful Criminally of 50 some odd episodes already. Like, what is even. Um, so, working in new characters. I mean, that's all you can say. Like, Snake yes. Eyes, despite the fact he's the coolest person on the show. Right. Like, I don't understand how I thought he was the coolest person on the show when clearly he has not been in almost anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Well, uh, they, the, the plan is to steal the USS Constitution, as we've said before, uh-huh. and which is the, uh, as we know, the, the oldest active vessel in, I mean, it's, it's you know, titular. It's not how like is anything. that? How is that? A, an active duty ship. It's it's still though. That's a real that's a real fact though. The USS what? Constitution is the actual oldest still active ship in the uh, in the fleet. The fuck? Yeah. Really? That's a thing. Yeah. It's like a it's a wooden three mast ship. Yeah. And it's still an active duty. In theory, yes. It's it's a, it's basically it is a museum right now that people just go aboard and they just do it. But in you know it's it's just in title only. They're not actually going to call on the USS Constitution. But uh, to my knowledge, it's a historical thing that like yeah, it is still an active ship in the. Uh, it's it's they're they're bringing real like stuff into this episode. The things that blow cool. me away the most about this show are the things that are actually legitimately real. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say are the things that every once in a while Ray knows. Oh. <laughs> No, I get Well, we know that can't be true. That's the broken clock twice a day thing. I mean, I, um, but uh, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, that's that's, that's, weird. A, that's the one real fact from this episode is that the USS Constitution is that. And if you've played Fallout Four, mm. you know that they uh, they can put rocket boosters on it and then uh, shoot it from one building to another building. I can put rocket boosters on anything. You know what, Gina? I apologize. <laughs> I forgot about your hobbies. <laughs> Uh, okay, Gina, here we go. So they steal the ship. They set it down in the water. They, they do the full mast and sands, it, uh, sails. It's really, really cool. Ooh, and for the record, I uh, yes. just looked it up. Constitution is the oldest commissioned warship afloat in the world. There you go. Um, of course, I mean, that's now 30-some years later. So, I mean, it may have still actually been an active Well, duty. no ship got older or, <laughs> uh, but I mean, now and then. I mean, it's the oldest commissioned warship afloat. So if right. they had said that, like um, the oldest one that was at some point commissioned and is afloat in water, that I would buy. Yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Gina, talk to us about shipwreck finding a pie. Because there is no dress code in G.I. Joe. So, uh, realistically correct. speaking, he's not breaking any rules by dressing like a... a uh, well, I do want to say there's a, a shot where they're uh, pulling out the rigging, pulling on the sails, a bunch of green Joes up there pulling yep. down the sails, and then you cut to a little bit of a closer shot, and it's all individual uniform Joes, and I thought, like, what if, from a distance, all those uniforms, all the crazy different <laughs> colored uniforms look green, and they only look uh, individual oh, okay. as you get closer. So whenever you see Green Joes, you know, in an episode, they're just really far away and large. Yeah. Oh, that's some techno- giant. Is people? that is that clothing technology? Uh, y- yes. Is that like a, how yes. a zebra? A zebras are supposed to be. You can't see them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's how those Joes. Uh, uh, those are it's unfortunately like it doesn't work though because those are the Joes that always get injured. <laughs> those are always the casualties. Uh, yeah. Is the I nondescript mean, Joes. There's a lot of Joes. You don't ever necessarily know every time Roadblock gets a you know a, a leg broken or something. That's true. That's true I, f- I feel like it probably happens a lot. To be Maybe honest. that's what happens to Snake Eyes. Maybe he's just injured all the time uh, and uh. not able to participate. Well, then he's not really that cool, is he? If no, he, 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 he is lets that himself cool. get in, mm, injured a lot. It's like Darth Maul just loses every battle, but yet we still love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Gina, talk to me about this pirate outfit, because it's a hoot and a holler. I mean, he looks like he is auditioning to be one of the pirates in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I was thinking Pirates of Penzance by Gilbert and Sullivan. Same oh, same notion, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. notion. Yeah. I just I really wanted him to step out and be like, I am the very model of a modern major general, and not a runner, not a runner, <laughs> vegetable and mineral. Like, that would have been absolutely Polly, like... Polly backs him up. Oh, my gosh. And Polly, and Polly has an outfit, too. Where was there? Why was there an outfit for <laughs> Polly down there? Wait, was there an outfit for Polly? Polly is wearing an I... eye patch and a shirt. How did I miss this? I don't know, because I haven't written down here. Just that's the raddest thing I've ever yeah, seen. I don't understand how life. you can find how did this you miss episode that? dull when this is like everything that you would be into. All right, you're right. I changed my mind. <laughs> the stern and gaff the bow before I keel haul I like the idea that someone brought their mom on board the ship at some point. And she was like, I'll just knit some tiny clothes. You never know. You never know when there's a little. In theory, he took it like off a mannequin or something, like from down <laughs> below decks. So they had this Polly outfit just ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dress your bird in authentic pirate gear. Now I love this episode. <laughs> it's just become your favorite episode. Yeah. Aside from the one with giant Polly, I assume. Yeah, you're right. I you're mean, right. That one is giant. Po- I want to know, is there a costume big enough to fit giant Polly? Uh, I believe no. that, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> in Japan, maybe, in where Japan. they just kaiju on a regular basis. 
<laughs> oh, they they knit clothes for them to yeah, keep them warm. Yeah. That's really considerate mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, Godzilla sweaters. It's a thing. Oh, that's now, that's sweet. That Godzilla lost a lot of his hair in the last battle. It's an intimate sweater, so he doesn't feel cold or self conscious. <laughs> Moving forward, uh, Latimer still is. Admiral Latimer still is having his doubts about this whole Cobra thing. He's now wearing the outfit, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's you know he's got the most powerful ship in the Atlantic fleet. The and... biggest. I don't know about most powerful. Well, they never he... said most powerful. They just said the biggest. But it is the biggest. But if he destroys all the other ships, he will have the most power. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I enough. think at the end of this episode, Destro is going to go back and he's going to report to Serpentor. And he's going to be like, okay, so we took the ship. We were on our way, and Serpentor's like, yeah, 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 show me pictures of the outfits. Uh, did you actually get him to wear it? And the whole just... point of this Cobra plan is just to make Admiral Latimer, <laughs> as a troll, wear the outfit. I don't think it's a troll. I think Serpentor thinks that's good fashion. Oh, you think that's the good I thing? Think he, and I think he wants a picture of it for his like design book. Like He's like, well, I designed my own costume, first of all, and I did it when I was like two minutes old, so that's impressive. Emperor, Emperor, <laughs> look what the Joes are wearing. Does that... Bird have a shirt. <laughs> Bird shirt technology has come a long way. Now we know why they lost. He was so humiliated that he was like, "Ah, let's mm. abandon this mission." I'm not even convinced Serpentor even knows about this mission. I'm not going to lie. He is so hands-off for a guy who needs a... He's a micromanager. I hope we cut back to him and he's gained, like, 50 pounds. Oh, and he's just sitting in front of, like, nine TV screens. And he's going to be like, well, I was the youngest youngest cobra to ever try and take the white house i held it too for the first day but you know make fun of me in the hallways i know what they're saying i like the idea of fat past his prime serpentor watching judge judy and eating fritos straight out of the bag you know yeah and ice cream he's got ice cream too. oh you know he's just got empty ben and jerry's containers everywhere he's like it's got his serpentor costumes all all have stains on them but he's oh, he's too big to fit fit into them anyway he's he's growing out he's got a pot it's belly just, from the bottom it's just of open the abs. it's just open yeah. he's just see the cracks in the armor from where his giant girth has been pushing it away from his body. <laughs> uh, I want that figure now. Uh, that's the one I would buy. Fat Serpentor. Fat Serpentor. Oh my god. That would sell so many. <laughs> Guys, that's my costume for next year. It's going to be Fat Serpentor for Halloween. <laughs> this I... C- <laughs> Bring me brunch. Uh, this I command. Ne- next year, if we get to 100, if we get to 100 comments. 100 comments, I will be... I promise you right now, guys, Fat, Fat Serpentor. Fat Serpentor. Is my... We have a jam. year to make this happen. <laughs> um, I do have a question about the ship, though, moving forward. How many people does it actually take to operate a ship this size? Because it seems like it's 100% just Latimer <laughs> pressing buttons. It's just one guy shoveling coal in the basement. One old, yeah. one old timey prospector. <laughs> he uh, does have the bats. I use dynamite, usually. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the bats doing things. Like there he, are bats doing things. Like he tells them to lower the armor-piercing shells, and they're down there, chung, 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 chung. What were they doing? Chung, 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 chung. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Nope. Not touching that with a 10-foot cattle prod. Chung, 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 chung. But it's just, he just literally just barks out orders and presses buttons and things just happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like, isn't there a support staff? And isn't there, wouldn't there be like an entire crew that you need? That's what the bats are for. I, I want to know at what point do the bats become self-aware? I feel like it has to happen in a future episode. It only right. happens when they're an inch from death, and thus that one back oh, reaching out. No. I've spent, uh, I wasted my life. I've seen sea lasers on uh, <laughs> the, the, the shit. 
edit this out in post. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Edit, edit in we'll the uh, Roy Batty's speech from uh, from uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> Almost forgot Damn. the name of that movie. And I was going to yeah. be like, nope, I'm just going to delete this entire thing entirely. <laughs> Chan's been under the weather lately. Yeah. Yeah. Hence Guys. His, hence mm. his. So there's a giant sea battle. <laughs> and uh, there's a huge boarding action. So essentially the plan is... Uh, this is the plan. He's gonna he's gonna blow out the device, the uh, mm. pulse modulator. But mm. the USS Constitution does not need power to activate. But we've seen in a previous episode they hung sails on the USS flag and got it going. Mm. So they've done this before without having to steal an ancient ship to do it. Yeah, but they they want to try new things. They just want to listen, guys. Yeah. We know one historical fact. <laughs> we want to put it in the episode. Uh, no, it'll be like, hey, we've done this before, and we could do it the old way, or. <laughs> We could do it illegally <laughs> by stealing a historical monument. This is the question I have: Is what? How is what Latimer did different than what the Joe team did in response? They both stole a ship yeah. and are sailing it against the will of America. What you're saying is the good guys have become the bad guys, and the bad guys have become the good guys. What we need is a third party candidate to come in and clean up this system. Hi, I'm Zartan, and I want your vote. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, 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 they flank the ship, they get really, really close with the sails, and I'm not exactly sure how wind works, but it feels like one would, like, block the other. But, uh, they get up close, they board the ship, and yeah, they fight all the bats. There's an island. Don't worry about it, there's an island. There's an island, and there's no and navigational like, anything. There's an island burger restaurant that they're gonna all get burgers mm. at after this succeeds. Uh, bazooka fires a grappling hook from his bazooka, which makes total sense. <laughs> Seems legit. Yep. Bazooka, fire your bazooka. <laughs> Fire your grappling hook bazooka, which uh, is uh, he's probably he was probably watching Lady Jane like, why don't I have any special things? <laughs> like you have a fucking bazooka, man. He's like, yeah, but I want one that like makes ponies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, gonna say he probably has a, a something that shoots ice cream, another that shoots popcorn. <laughs> I want a popcorn bazooka. <laughs> I feel like he would have all of these things. Also, this explains all military spending for the last like 80 years, <laughs> why we've always gone over budget. It's not $400 for a toilet seat. It's just Bazooka's <laughs> popcorn missile. Yeah, and then the, it was means. like, we've got... We, We've we we got to figure out how to put this on the books because man, no one's going to buy a fucking popcorn missile. Nope. Like, uh, just say that the toilet seats are four hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars for a screwdriver? Sure, sure. That's that makes us look less incompetent than the people who greenlighted yeah. the popcorn missile. Yep. Um, this is a Hawk episode. If you hadn't figured it out, because Hawk is really the big hero in the battle. Um, which is why I could see fewer Hawk episodes. I think <laughs> um, he gets it. He gets it, once again. He gets in the uh, the turret cannon and he blows up the device as I mentioned before. Yeah, they put it on the deck is, of the ship. Just doing the right. same thing over and over again. Like, like Hawk's kind of a one trick pony it here. Worked once, it'll work again. And uh, I love Destro's response. Could if you could pull the sound cue for me? Uh, Admiral Adamir's like we've lost, and Destro's like, uh, buddy, I got news for you. <laughs> Cobra hasn't lost Latimer. Just you. Yeah. Fish. Fuck you, Latimer. I'm yep. out. Mm. There's my trouble bubble. As you said before, this is not a long term plan. Yeah. Destro definitely was like, let's get in, let's fuck some shit up, get out. That's it. I know this is going to fail, but that's mm. fine because it's still a successful operation. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know how much it cost him to do this? The cost of that uniform. That's it. That's it. Yeah. They didn't even need to do that. They're just like, 
I mean, we got to put something on the books, right? They yeah. did lose some bats along the way, but yeah. those guys, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you may as well have popcorn missiles. Who cares? They're bats. But, but now it's like he made the Joes do something illegal. All the, the team morale is at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. They took a good man and turned him uh, turned him around to a bad man. Yeah, this yeah. is what I'd say. I mean, Serpentor, if, I mean, this really feels like a season one episode crammed into a season two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I mean, Hawk could have been Duke. Without any change, really, yep. whatsoever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we take it as it is, and this is a Serpentor episode, Serpentor really doesn't lose. He just gets active draws mm-hmm. that that hurt the Joes along the way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, as a leader, he's not doing a bad job with yep. plans like this. Mm-hmm. If I take it at face value. Um, let's see here. So we find out that there's automatic firing controls that before Destro leaves, he set up, and those are only achievable below deck somehow. Sure. Which is just like, okay, obviously we have two minutes we need to stretch out in this mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. before we get to the inevitable conclusion. I mean, it's written right there in the title, guys, what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Hawk said it out loud. So the Montana's getting blowed, blowed the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's taking on water. They're fighting bats below decks. They're they're shooting out walls and doors, and the thing is just the thing is going down. They fix the firing controls after another ninety seconds of battle, and the ship wants to go down. And Latimer is fully prepared to go down with the ship, and that is yep. noble in some ways. I mean, here's the thing: that's part of the reason why I love this so much is that he he can't win. There is no yeah. positive outcome for him before or after. There's no choice that he could have made where um, he, he mm-hmm. gets to be happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just this sort of like fatalistic situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you get this super dark line from him, too. Well, it's part of his plan. Was part of his plan not to die somewhere along the lines of this process? No. Oh, absolutely. His suicide was built into this plan, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Like, You're saying it was to die. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he, he, he wants to go down. I mean, this is... He would have been more merciful to let me drown. Like, that's Ooh. one of the darkest that's things we've dark. had in a G.I. Joe. Like, because there's no resolution to it. They leave him a broken <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. It's literally. It's like, we, we, yeah, well, is he going to get card marshaled or something like? Who knows? Yeah. Like, Doesn't matter. He's already a dead man. He's They're already not, suffered like, the worst punishment imaginable is the line. Yeah. I mean, at damn. first I was like, oh, maybe it'll end with them being like, we're going to rehabilitate him and make him an honorary Joe. Oh, but geez. they leave him nope. broken. No. Yep. He's lost the only thing he's cared about in life. It's the worst possible thing that could have happened to him. Yeah. As, as we, we didn't really pay a lot of heed to it during our conversation, but he's having flashbacks of, of moments the Montana was important to him mm-hmm. through the entire episode yeah. uh-huh. of him as a young man. If I may, I've done it before. The ending that we don't see. Okay, Gina, if you were to rewrite this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You may recognize this from uh, my ideal ending from the end of... Uh, there's no place like Springfield Part that 2. That is correct, and it was very depressing. I went home and put a gun in my own uh, Latimer, Latimer goes home. He looks at himself in the mirror. He sees himself in the uh, Cobra uniform, takes it off, puts on his military uniform, takes the picture of him that he had taken next to his ship. Oh, no. Uh, he oh, puts no. it in his pocket. He salutes himself in the mirror. He gets out his gun. Oh, I knew this was where we were going. <laughs> And, and, he, and then what and happens? He, to and you? he and then it just it just cuts to black, and we hear a gunshot. That's the <laughs> that's the alternate ending that we didn't see. <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to say this, like that's a real serious fucking issue. Like twenty two veterans commit suicide every day. Yes, and I, I guess that's part of why I, I feel like uh, um, this sort of hits close to home is that it it, it uh, uh, 
this dude absolutely would have committed suicide. I'm still not convinced he's not if, going to. Yeah. If he had retired, just like and every, and just like fuck Cobra, I'm just going to do this. He would have committed suicide. Uh, now that his ship is sunk, he was going. He's going to commit suicide at, at any point along this way. There is. I mean, he has given himself to the military, and they have told him. Thanks. Good night. And he has nothing to show for it, really. So again, in this scenario, Cobra are the good guys. Kind of. They give him one last last mission. Yeah, one last push at life. Man, I'm really depressed right now, guys. Every aspect of this is upsetting to me. Nothing. There's there's Um, no win here. That's what I'm saying. It's super dark. It's super dark. And here's the deal. Your ending is the most logical (laughs) way of going. I'm saying. And honestly, and I could see, like, if I was a Navy guy, and I'm not, but I could see myself watching this episode as, like, an old, like, grizzled Navy guy crying. The entire episode through, just tears welling up, be like, it's 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 dusty in here. I feel it's, like it's emotional stuff, yeah, man. I feel like old retired Navy guys probably aren't watching GI Joe. Oh, I think they're only watching. <laughs> it's just record. on a loop in yeah. their in their houses. Uh, guys, I'm not an old retired retired Navy guy, and that's all I do. <laughs> so I can only imagine if I was even more connected to it. But you do get dressed up like an older Navy guy when you watch GI Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like BoJack Horseman watching his old show, <laughs> except I had nothing to do with this show. <laughs> so it's, it's even, even more it's sad. Even sadder. It's really that. Oh, guys. Well, guys, did we pass the Bechtel test? Now, if we count the ship as a woman, and there there were literally no women in this episode. There's Lady J and Scarlet are there. You can't you can't count them None if them they don't speak. They, Ray. they could have literally been green shirts, <laughs> and it would have changed literally nothing. Yeah. So no. So that's a no. Not even a single woman has a speaking role. The sea is my maiden. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but count the the sea and the ship. They're kind of, but they're talking to each other, but only about only about men though. It really doesn't work (laughs) for the Bechdel test. Well, guys, that is the Montana. Yes, I think that I I might be mistaken, but we are eight episodes into this season. I don't think a single one has passed the Bechdel test yet. Season two, not well. Doing well, I can't remember what how long it took us to get to the first episode in season one that that it passed was right it. around this time. It was yeah, I don't think it passed at any of the pyramid of darkness, but I think soon after we definitely with like Red Rocket episode seven or something. I want to say we passed by this point in season one. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, but they added in like a eighteen new characters, only one of which was female, and all the other women are kind of like taking a back seat. Like we haven't seen Cover Girl. Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> mm. This entire time, so you know, Zorana's the only female that they've added in new. Um, now, when the when the GI Joe the movie comes out, we had Jenks and, and a few other characters uh, who are female. But yeah, for the most part, I think it's just a product of the the the, the a product of the products that they are trying to place. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the fact we have not, and we might not pass it for a while. I, I looked ahead a couple of episodes, oh, and man. Uh, yeah, I think I want to see Serpentor be a little bit more hands-on. It feels like we're kind of cycling through the final scripts of season one we never got to. All this means is that a year from now, once we're done, yeah, we need to we need to do gem to even this out. You need to do gem. Actually, I was going to ask you guys, and I may as well ask you right now before the end of the episode. We've gotten a bunch of suggestions as shows and particular episodes of shows we should watch. Yes. Um. So go to Patreon. <laughs> And give us money so we can do it. Yep. Oh, we're, 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 we're working on the Patreon thing right now. Right. By the time this airs, uh, we should have some linked info to the Patreon. I have created it. You can go on there and, and on demand. We will do episodes for you if you are a Patreon subscriber. And we're going to do a special Patreon channel for some of these things. Also, uh, when all of the back episodes of the show go up, all of the, uh, uh, the non-G.I. Joe ones uh, that we've done, the uh, He-Man. He-Man, Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. 
Um, what else did I, we do? I feel like that was it. I think we've only done those two. Really? Uh, oh, and the books. The books. We can put well, the Find Your Fate books on there as well. All right, yeah. Those will, those will all be going down and uh, only available to uh, Patreon-ish things, subscribing things. I like that. So, yeah. guys, go on Patreon. We'll have more info on the Facebook page as we get closer to it. We haven't actually like f- finalized it yet, but uh, it's there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you even throw us like five bucks a month or one dollar or two dollars a month, we'll listen to you. We'll do episodes, and it'll be a special Patreon-only thing. So uh, keep that in mind. Knowing is half the podcast. Go in Hollywood. Boom. Woo-woo. We're selling out. Oh, we've sold out a long time ago, Gina. <laughs> Let's oh. not pretend. You're wearing an IMDB shirt, for God's sakes. It's one of my pajama shirts, and I only want it to half-dress today. <laughs> Can't fight it. Can't <laughs> fight that at all. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hit us up on iTunes. Give us five-star review. Hit us up on Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. We're on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. Uh, I am on Twitter individually. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And we'll be back to uh, put Sync the Montana to rest and uh, keep on going with more G.I. Joe next week. Hit the Patreon. And that's it for me, guys. So I will say good night. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.